the pottery that grows. It's... <laughs> broadcast Not That Deep was presented by A-Track Studios. LJ and WPLJ. Welcome back to Not That Deep. I'm your host, Ethan. Today I'm joined with not Rocky, but Vince. I have returned once again as the co-host. <laughs> What's up, man? How are you doing? Very tired. I haven't slept in like two days. Okay. All right. <laughs> We're going to the gym tonight, too, so that's going to be amazing. Oh, God. <laughs> um, by the way, an update from our last podcast. We had an episode uh, with Rocky, basically all Rocky, um, where we talked about Ukraine and um russia and everything that's going on with there are the 13 soldiers um that were presumably killed are actually alive they were captured there was like they were defending like an island well hold on let me introduce my guest first then we'll get into that um (laughs) we had him on in season two uh he's the youth pastor at faith community church located in dover please welcome greg what's up man hey do you do you know the story i'm talking about by the way I, I heard of it. Um, I heard yeah. about like, they were on the Island and, um, they were told like, Hey, surrender. And they were like, nah, that's not happening. And basically like cussed out Russia and then just yes. like full sent. So they were, they're actually alive. They were presumably killed, but they were actually, they were actually captured and all 13 of them are prisoners, but they're living. Wow. That's, there's so many crazy stories happening right now. It's just a mess. We talked about it last episode, and and we thought they all uh, were killed. So that's what we said in the story. But um, obviously, we can bring that news. So if you didn't watch the last episode, make sure to watch that. But this is the conclusion to that episode, kind of. We have that story for you. Yeah. So, well, Greg, we we go to the same church. Yes. We go to Faith Community. Uh, I've been going for a couple of years now, um, and I I do tech there, so I I kind of run the the video. And, and sound behind booth and you are a youth pastor there yours actually comes with money which must be nice um it, it's it's pretty sweet um it's I'm it's just playing. I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> it it gets me um the ability to spend the time on it uh rather yeah. than trying to work a full-time job while doing ministry um right so yeah it's, it's, it's what, pretty sweet what do you do in a in an average day of Greg. So I know you work part-time. You have uh, another ministry you're, you're working on. What, what were you talking about that? 
So, um, well, my job at the church, um, the official title's youth director. Um, so I, I technically am part-time about 20 hours a week while being a full-time student, um, continuing, you know, with my master's degree at the moment. Um, and so an average day for me, there's not many average days, uh, in youth ministry because a lot of it is planning, you know, each semester out. I plan all the lesson plans, um, all the different lesson series we go through, um, train up all the leaders, make sure that they're ready as well and prepared. Um, I organize every youth night that we have, every event. Um, I work in the, the dodgeball ministry on Friday nights and, and help run that as well. Um, every camp we have, every monthly event, all that is is under my radar. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's all, all there. You were on in uh, season two, and I believe you talked a little bit more about this. Um, also, the way you were, you became a Christian, I believe, was through the dodgeball ministry um, at the church. So it is cool to see you kind of come full circle and now be serving for the next generation. So Absolutely. I suppose that's why you wanted to do um, like youth ministry because of kind of, you know, how you grew up and got into Christianity. You have a lot, you're really able to relate with, uh, yeah, you know, um, especially because I didn't really grow up in a church. I got saved at a you know later year. It was it was when I was fifteen um, through that dodgeball ministry. Uh, but at the time, I, I didn't get involved with the youth ministry of the church. Um, you know, I had felt at the time it was a little uh, clicky. Um, some of the, the the people there, I didn't feel there was a huge care for uh, the word and. So I, I didn't really go to youth ministry or do any of that stuff um, as a teenager who just got saved, right? I, I didn't um, – that was, again, later in there. Um, and I felt pretty judged going going there. You know, I, I come as kind of an outcast where, um, you know, I'm still working through things like, well, I got a sailor's mouth and I, you know, um, am dealing with all these things that I didn't know were wrong that I'm now figuring out are, are you know, considered sin. And, and instead of – being shown a lot of grace, I felt like there was a, oh, he's a public school kid. I, you know what I mean? That kind of. Right. I um, understand that. That kind of feeling. So um, it kind of put me off for youth ministry um, until I was, I went to Bible college with the intent of, all right, I'll spend a year here, get a good education because I didn't grow up studying the Bible um, and I'll have enough to go do whatever I want in my life. And I'll just, you know, be a good, I'll be able to, to hold my own in, in my conversations about the Bible. Um, and there I realized uh, after the Lord kind of broke down my plans, made me realize, uh, that what I had planned to do, which at the time was join the air force. Um, all oh, wow, my plans. Okay. Yeah. I, I had completely different plans. Um, and the Lord just grabbed a hold of my heart and made me realize, uh, that those things weren't what I wanted to do. Those things weren't really worth it. Um, and so I sought out some things that were better spent my time, which was really serving the Lord, doing ministry, uh, pouring into lives. And, uh, yeah, it's been many years since then, and uh, the Lord keeps working. Hmm. That's a good – wow. I, I, I'm thinking from like – it's difficult to see that from my perspective because I'm so like head over heels for music. So I, I can't even imagine like switching up a career or something like that due to yeah. – uh, I mean I guess it depends on how well you like wanted to serve. Um, yeah, it, it wasn't – Really, I, I didn't have the right heart behind it. Um, I appreciate yeah. those who go to the military with the right intent. Um, you know, but as I was trying to see, you know, what's God's purpose for my life, um, I didn't really have a heart for like doing ministry in the Air Force. My intent was, I want to join this so I have financial stability. I want to join this so that yeah. um, I'm comfortable and I I don't have to worry about these things. Um, 
And I quickly learned that those things don't matter as much as I thought they did. Hmm. All right. Well, we are going to go to our first break. This podcast was sponsored by Anchor. When we come back after the break, we're going to talk a little bit more about Vince's religious background uh, and, and kind of see what an argument would be for not, not a debate or anything, but just, um, you know, how a youth pastor would go about uh, trying to introduce Christianity. All right. We'll see you guys after the break. I'm like, if you believe in religion, go ahead. I, it's, it's, that's to you. But just don't mm-hmm. push on me. Like, I'm not religious like much at all. Yeah. Well, your parents are religious, I believe. All right. Well, we're back, by the way. Hold on. Let me <laughs> get that out of the way. We're now recording again. Um, so, Vince, your background is so you're an atheist. Yes. Okay. I'm an agnostic. I'm, I'm probably in the best position for a Christian to reach me, I would think. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have any other belief. I'm just like, ah, eh, I'm, I'm here. But you're an atheist. Your parents are Buddhists, I believe. Yes. Yep. Okay. We have, uh, we have Buddha in, in Vince's car. When we go to the gym, he's sitting up on the, on the dash, which is interesting. Chilling. Yeah, he's, he's... And the re- rear view mirror that Ethan very oh. disrespectfully hit a bunch of times. I, I see. Okay, there's a little jade necklace, and it has, I guess, him engraved on it. And I didn't know what it was, so I was just flicking it back and forth while I was relaxing. And then Vince goes, you're disrespecting Buddha. And I'm like, oh, oh, oh no. <laughs> so that was a little scary. I say scary. that joke because I really don't care much. Yes, we don't. We don't actually. <laughs> yeah. It's not that we don't care, but I, I, did, I felt bad because I felt like I was disrespecting something. <laughs> um, but anyway, so why... Have you ever had any experience with Christianity, uh, Vince, at all? Uh, actually, yeah. I ha- my cousins and their family are very into like Christianity, Jesus and God and all that. Yeah. And I just like, leave it to them mostly. I just don't really talk about it much. I'm like, cool. Do you know if they're Catholic or Protestant or anything? I have no idea. Okay. All right. Hmm. Well... Greg, I'm pretty sure, like in that like dodgeball ministry, which if people don't aren't really able to pay attention to what that is, it's basically like, um, you know, kids after school who are are I, I think it targets non-believe well not targets, but I think it it um incorporates a lot of non-believers. Yeah, it opens the doors for non-believers, you know, because because really our our Friday night dodgeball um is is pretty serious. Um, it's not like a like youth group on Tuesdays where it's like. You know, you have some some Bible time and you have some worship and you have some games and it's a mixed crowd. Dodgeball on Friday nights is is very serious. And we get a crowd of people who come in like from six to nine o'clock. They're playing hard. And, uh, you know, the only thing we really do is we have a halftime where we give a a very short gospel presentation every week. Um, But that has never deterred away uh, many teens. When I was a teen, every Friday was the place to be. Uh, That's how I heard of it. Um, You know, the kids in the area, Cesar Rodney especially and Pfeiffer. Uh, you hear, oh, this church is doing dodgeball every Friday night, and everyone was going. There was like seventy something people on a Friday night. Um, oh wow! And so hmm. it's it's open game, by the way, for anyone. This is a, a you know cheesy plug, but anyone who wants to come, <laughs> you know, Friday night six to nine, um, we play every Friday um, at Faith Community Church in Camden, and it's a it's a pretty great time. And a lot of people have left that ministry and actually became a pro dodgeball player. So that's pretty. Hmm. Sick. Oh wow! Yeah, I have heard about that. That is actually really cool that you guys have that. Um, basically like minor league dodgeball situation yeah, yeah. going on. 
we have the connections. So it's, it's, yeah. you know, that's kind of a, an, a cool like plug, you know, it lets people know, Hey, we take this, you know, pretty seriously. So yeah. it gets more people involved when they know, Oh, this is like the real deal. It's not, mm-hmm. you know, no, I definitely, <laughs> I agree with that. Yeah. That is so cool though, that it, it, it could, they go on to actually play dodgeball professionally. That is so, yeah, <laughs> it's, really, it's really fun. Um, I've, I've been a part of it. I was a part of it for years and, uh, and would travel to tournaments with the guys and, and it's just such a cool thing to do. Um, yeah, it's good. good. That's cool. That's cool. So, um, what do you think? I I'm guessing that you've heard, not, not to say that Vince's story isn't unique or anything, but I'm sure you've heard people from similar backgrounds with Vince, um, in terms of not really, I guess maybe not really caring too much either way. He doesn't have any towards of malice towards Christianity or anything like that. He's just, uh, kind of unaware and is, I guess your family's Buddhist and you kind of like revolted from that a little bit, but what would the, uh, argument be or not argument, but, um, introductory be towards somebody who kind of is apathetic towards Christianity? Yeah. You know, I, I would say for anyone who's, who's apathetic about Christianity, I think a lot of that comes from, you look at religion as a whole and you see the problems that come about from different religions or the wars that have come about. And, and you look at history and you see some of the problems that have come from uh, religion and you just grow callous to it and think, well, all religion's bad. Um, yeah. And to, to an extent, I, I completely understand that. I was in the same boat growing up. I just thought, well, I can't trust any of them. They're, they're all very selfish and, and they have their own motives or, or you see these issues. Um, what separates and not all Christians are like this either. You have people who claim to be Christian and, and held some pretty awful beliefs. Um, you know, like I, I don't claim to be Catholic. I, I actually am, and, uh, you know, against a lot of what Catholicism preaches and says, um, but they would yeah. claim to be Christian. And so when you hear the term Christian, you assume a lot of things. Um, you think of maybe examples you've already seen. You think, well, are the Christians the one that that worships Mary, like which is the Catholics, right? Or are the Christians the ones who hold up signs saying we hate gays, um, which is what right. some some Baptist churches have done, right? And so there's an assumption and a stereotype built for Christians because of bad representations of Christianity. Yeah. Um, and so That's my the- approach, my my way of telling people about. Jesus is talking about Jesus and showing the love of Christ, not focusing on Christianity as a title or religious, you know, sect, but I'm a follower of Jesus and I want to share Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I do notice that, that it's very, I feel like almost crucial that people kind of disassociate from the religion of Christianity, but rather God himself because of all of the misinformation. I mean, there's so many denominations, you know, you've got Catholics, Pentecostals, then you've got uh, Baptists. You've got Mennonites, you've got Methodists, Lutheran, Lutheran Brother. There's so many different divisions. Jehovah's Witness, even. I don't. I'm, are they even Christian? I don't. I don't even know. Um, I would call them a cult. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and that's you know by actual like standards of of what a cult meets. But um, right. Obviously, yeah. they would disagree. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they're. I wouldn't claim they're Christian. Um, a lot of most religions. Um, majority, not not all of them, but majority of religions are cults. Um, use bases that come from christianity right they have uh some similar texts that they take in their foundation from christianity and then twist to to meet their own needs um Mm -hmm. so you get a lot of that as well Mm. yeah that's a uh, we've actually been lying to you vince has been a jehovah's witness member this whole time Uh, (laughs) oh no (laughs) 
Now he's gonna uh, no. now he's gonna talk to me at my at my door for yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> we actually we were able to get your IP. Uh, Vince is coming over right now. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> uh, we had a Jehovah's Witness run in one time, and and Sam was I, he couldn't have been like five or six maybe, and he ended up on top of their car. What? <laughs> he just I'm he was sorry, a really what? he was a really bad behaved kid, and he thought it was funny. And they never came back. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't. <laughs> and you know, Sam Sam did not get corrected that time. He was he was allowed to do that. <laughs> oh, you know what's really funny? Um, I just realized this. This is a uh, Wednesday episode, so we're gonna go into family edition, <laughs> um, the mini segment that has him on, and we're gonna ask him about that story. I just realized that. Oh my goodness. Families are an asshole. Younger siblings to parents, injuries to spilled beverages of all kinds. Ladies and gentlemen, turn up the radio, move your coffee to its coaster, and watch out for the family edition. podcast today i'm here with sam how you doing oh i'm doing good you're doing good yeah okay you sure yeah (laughs) okay um i don't know if you were listening in the previous segment but um there was this cool thing we were talking about this story we were talking about jehovah's witness do you know what jehovah's witness is no i'm 11 okay jehovah's witness is like a christian thing oh but like not oh Wait. They're the people that come up to your door, and they they try to indoctrinate you in their cult. Do they do it at winter time? They, I guess it's a year round. And sing songs? No, that's that's carolers, Sam. That oh. is not. That is not at all. A Joseph? I I don't know what you call it. I said I, Jehovah's I heard, Witness. Oh well, it sounded like Jehovah's Witness. No. Okay, it doesn't matter. The point that I'm trying to make <clears throat> is uh, in the story that we were talking about on the podcast. I don't know if you remember this. One time a car pulled up to then ask mom if she would be a part of the witness of Jehovah. Who is Jehovah? And you got on top of their car. What? <laughs> they were driving a red car. And while they were trying to talk to mom and mom was witnessing to them back you got on top of their car (laughs) and you looked through the sunroof at the dude in the back and you're waving at him while he's like waving to get you off the car (laughs) do you remember that not at all you don't remember that hey how old was i i don't know it was when we lived in lincoln oh well then i i don't remember that I, i didn't remember much of lincoln huh it was really funny though I just, Actually, I do remember a red car. You were on top of a red car. Yes. Looking through this. You got on top of their car. Yeah. But why? I don't know. Who is Jehovah? No, it's a group called Jehovah's Witness. Why? Because they are supposed to witness to you, and Jehovah is like, it's God, but it's... God's it's name Je- is Jehovah? No, it's just another word that they call him. Yeah, it is weird. That's the point. But it's weirder to be on top of their car. <laughs> See, that's your problem. Man. I don't even know how old I was, so you can't pin me on that. I'm not pinning it to you. I just thought it was funny. Well, how do you still remember it? Because I, I was old enough to remember. You, I guess, weren't. 
but it was really funny. Hold on. Stay there. I remember climbing a fridge. Uh, Ethan just asked her mother about Jehovah Witness, and she, she said definitely yes, yes. She just immediately way. goes, yes, sure did, I remember that. I don't know if we could With hear With an it. annoyed tone. <laughs> yes, she was mad. Yes. I don't know why she was mad, though. It was really funny, and they never came back again. Yeah, I, so I, did, I did you guys a favor. Yeah, they didn't bother us anymore. So, anyway, don't get on cars. It's a bad idea. What have you learned from that uh, experience, Sam? Um, I also remember we never had any more problems with the Jehovah's Witnesses. Yep. Yeah. We went right through the leader in the back. Yeah. Just hides themselves. Yep. There's always a new, a young one who's learning, one that's been doing it for a while, training, the evil leader that stays in the car. And Sam went right for him. And through the sunroof. I was the sniper. Yeah. Through the sunroof, yeah. Exactly. And they never came back. Yeah, our mother was just telling us. I went straight for the leader in the back of the car. They have like a younger one. They have somebody who's been doing this for a while. Then they have the guy who's leading it all in the back of the car. And he just observes. <laughs> and Sam got on top of the car and started waving <laughs> On, at the sunroof. Get out of here, you creeps. Well, you didn't say all that. Well, I wish I, wish I did. You don't even know what... You didn't even know what it was a second ago. Why are you calling them creeps now? Well, they're weird. <laughs> it, you're weirder for getting on their car. I okay. hope they don't listen to this. And we're back. Welcome. No, don't do... Don't do Kermit. <laughs> I like the Kermit one. What yeah. Okay. All right. Well, you talked about how uh, in the last segment, um, obviously, uh, I'm by. I think we've talked about that before. I think we talked about that the last time you were on back in season two. Um, I think. I'm not entirely sure. Um, but you brought up in the last segment about how um, homosexuality is kind of um, denounced and looked down upon, or, or the stereotype in Christianity is that. And I still believe that. Um, it's seen as a sin, but I, I think that the approach to it um, should be a lot more different. And um, I, I feel like you've kind of agreed. I'll let you get uh, a little bit more into it. But what do you think? How do you think Christians should perceive homosexuality versus how they are perceived um, by the gay community? Yeah. Um, well, and, and to clarify, it's not like this is an easy topic. There's no, there's obviously, it's not. Yeah, there's, there's obviously a. Um, a difference in, in opinion here. I think there's two sides that I've seen kind of, uh, you know, Christianity get this wrong in America. Um, and when I say Christianity, I mean, people who, who claim to be Christians, um, you know, who knows if they actually are, if they're following some of these issues, but, uh, you get on one side, you have, you know, some of the churches in America who are full fledged, like, homosexuality is the worst sin or you're you know they use the word abomination and they go around preaching you know all gays are going to hell and and it's like you know they treat it as as if this sin is superior to all sin well uh, it's not <laughs> and um yeah. and and that's kind of the problem behind it is it's not superior to every other sin the scripture doesn't say that 
Um, Any time you see homosexuality listed as a sin, it's amongst the list of other sins. Um, it's not, you know, put off. It's its own special, you know, place in hell for for these people or anything like that. And so, um, it, it, let's take the context out of homosexuality. If a person, you know, say the sin was uh, stealing, right? Well, sure. Christian, Christians shouldn't go around saying, "Oh, you're stealing. All thieves are going to hell. You're a thief. You're you're it. You're you're damned for eternity." And it's like that's just not the right approach. That's not um, how Jesus, you know, did his ministry. Uh, Jesus hung out with tax collectors and sinners. He hung out with those who uh, were dealing with their different sins. And there wasn't a sense of hate. There wasn't a sense of malice. There, there was none of that. In fact, it was the opposite. There was love, and there was grace, um, and there was mercy, and there was understanding. And so these people who claim to be Christian that that have hate in their heart toward this are missing the point completely. And and all it does is hurt people, um, especially the gay community. It hurts the gay community and puts a wall up to where they don't even want to hear your message about Jesus because there's no love involved there. Um, and so that's one side, right? Uh, and then on the other side, you have some Christians in America who, in their attempt to want to reach um, the gay community, they go the complete opposite direction and say, well, homosexuality is not a sin. Um, and that's too far, I would agree with. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. you know, if you say that, you know, if you say um, homosexuality isn't a sin, well, then you're disagreeing with the Bible. Um, it's not one of those things that is maybe up for interpretation, the Bible's abundantly clear in many different passages. And all the arguments that people have to say, oh, well, homosexuality isn't a sin in the Bible. That's an Old Testament law. No, it was mm-hmm. repeated in the New Testament as well on multiple right. occasions. Um, in 1 Corinthians, Romans 1, I mean, it's it's abundantly clear this is a sin. It's not treated as higher than every other sin, but it most certainly is a, a sin. And so um, Christians who, who do that are ignoring the truths of Scripture, and that's also a big problem for Christians in America is to pick and choose what they want to believe out of the Bible. Um, yeah. You know, if this is God's word, you can't just say, I believe one part and don't believe the other. Well, then it's not trustworthy. I can't believe this part because if the other part's wrong, then it's not trustworthy. Why would I put my trust in this? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's two different issues. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I agree with you. I think that one of the... Um... Um, the main reasons that maybe uh, Christianity um, or people in, and obviously when we're speaking about Christianity, I mean people who claim to be, obviously. Um, but I, I think that one of the main um, reasons why that happens is just because I, I feel like some Christians grow up um, in Christianity or they grow up in a loving household and they don't really experience. Uh, I, I actually think that a lot of, I, I think that homosexuality in any form, whether you're bi or gay or, or anything else. Um, I, I think it comes a lot of the times from, you know, abuse, whether that's mental, physical, um, or really in any context. And, um, the result of that, um, a lot of times leads to, um, like just confusion in the brain. A lot of times you get information that's sent to you normally at a younger age that you can't process fully because you don't have the mental capacity to process it. And it damages um, your frontal cortex, and the re- the response to that is um, is is essentially as you get older and you just, you start to mature, um, processing that information in different ways, and that can lead to and, and that doesn't take all the um, blame out of things. I believe that people are in control of actions, but the initial feelings I think is is a lot more a result of 
um, more like abuse circumstances. And I, I think that um, parts of the Christian community um, that don't understand that and haven't had to live through similar situations um, can be very aggressive towards the whole thing um, because of their background. Like I noticed that, you know, you said that you were not saved as a kid. And, you know, I, I think because you got, I don't know, I, I think that because of um, a later development of it and, and being able to understand, um, you know, the world in its context and then moving towards Christianity, you have an edge in being able to understand those things, which is why, you know, we can have a conversation. It's just a theory, of course, but that's kind of what I'm, I pick up from yeah, it. And I think you're, you're, you know, right. And in, in some areas there, there's a, um, there's definitely a, a part of it. That's just a lack of understanding where some mm-hmm. people are, you know, in their faith, um, they grow callous to the outside world and they don't seek to understand others. And, you know, so really the, the issue comes down to right for me, right. I can tell you, the point of our faith in Christ is that we believe the gospel, that Jesus died for our sins and he rose from the grave. And and because I trust in Jesus and I have believed that gospel, my sins are forgiven and I become a new creation in him. And so it's all by grace. It's all by what Jesus did. He paid the full price for my sin. I didn't do anything to earn it. There was no part that I played in it. And so there's no way that I can continue to earn it. There's no way that I could be good on my own. Jesus was the perfect being. He's who I believe in. Um, It's his goodness. It's not my own. And so I think where a lot of people get it mixed up, they lose this understanding because they think that they've earned some kind of holiness or they've earned some kind of um, favor with God because of their good works or they attended church on Sunday, which none of that happens. None of that is biblical. It's actually what Jesus fought against when he was, um, you know, debating against Pharisees and always harshly speaking to them. And so that leads to, well, I can judge others for their sins because I'm so holy. I'm sorry, homie. You're not, um, you Mm -hmm. got some, whether it's pride, whether it's, uh, maybe, you know, it's sexual immorality, maybe it's, uh, pornography, maybe it's lying, maybe it's, um, you know, at least any, any sin that's in the book, there's a, there's a ton of them, but we all have our own that we struggle with. And instead of trying to deal with our sin and bring it to the Lord and understand others and reach them where they're at, which exactly is what Jesus did, um, the prime example of how we should live. Instead, they, they want to feel good by putting others down and, and focusing on their sin instead of taking care of theirs. And they lose this understanding. They lose the love. Yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying. Um, okay, we are going to go into Shokugeki, our cooking segment. We've got a really good show. We actually had a food war between Vince and Mason. It was a really good episode. That is also on YouTube as well. Make sure to subscribe. When we come back, we are going to talk a little bit more about this because I, I wanted to kind of talk about the flip side to this and kind of talk about, um, I, I feel like, what the gay community needs to learn as well about Christianity. So when we come back, we'll have more of this. When I found out that my wife was working late nights, but in fact she was slamming Jerry from accounting, it led me to commit several vile acts that I am not proud of. Due to this, I had to quit my job, and I now work for 8-Track Studios as a video editor. One of the videos that I'm editing right now is for the series that we do, Shokugeki. Now, Shokugeki is all about cooking, it's all very involved, very physical, and the only reason, the only way that you can get the full scope of what the video is about 
is if you actually go and watch it on YouTube, because there's a lot that is in the video that just doesn't translate to audio format. If you want to watch the full Shokugeki video and get the full amount of comedy and all of the work that went into it, just head on over to the 8-Track Studios uh, YouTube channel. You can find the link to the channel in the description of the podcast, uh, right down below underneath the episode, and there you will find all of the little mini-segments. We have videos for every single one, some better, some worse, all of them. Uh, much more structurally sound than my marriage ever was, but they are all enjoyable, and I've edited all of them except for the previous Shokugeki episode for reasons, and I think you'll enjoy them a lot. Alright, see you there. We're back from the break. Vince, what did you think of Shokugeki? Are you are you upset that you are you over it yet? Yeah, I'm over it. <laughs> okay. He's definitely are you sure. Over. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you are, man. Listen, I'm I'm really sorry. I'm sorry, man. Is this gonna impact our friendship? Of course not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> Let's Let's let that stir for a minute. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to Greg. <laughs> you calm down. <laughs> um, okay. In the last segment, we were talking um, a little bit about how um, kind of Christians' view for homosexuality. Um, I don't know. Th- there's kind of a fine line to walk in terms of obviously condemning it as a sin, but not rejecting the person um, and being able to witness with them, which you know is, is tough for me in a way because. You know, I, I, and of course I'm not a Christian, um, and I don't, it's tough for me to see it as a sin when it's, it's basically a way of life. But, um, I I think the flip side to that is, and really what, um, the gay community should take into account when being told that it is a sin is that the reason they are being told that is because it's coming from, um, hopefully if done right, um, a loving people that want to essentially save them from, um, hell for eternity. So under those extreme circumstances, um, I completely understand, um, that it is to help not to hurt. And yeah, I can, yeah, it's, you know, and, and not just homosexuals, any person who is not, you know, personally accepted Jesus and, um, has believed that he died for their sins and rose from the grave, you know, those people, don't know Jesus. They haven't had their sins forgiven. And so I desire for all of them to know Jesus. I desire for, you know, for any person I know who has not accepted Christ to be aware that they're a sinner in need of saving and Christ died for them. Um, because, and that really should be out of love. That should be the motive of motive of the, uh, believing Christian that I want to share with people because I care for them. And a lot of my close friends who are atheists, they know that, like, I'm honest with them on, Hey, I'm sharing Jesus with you, not because I want to beat you over the head with the Bible, but because, like, I love you. Like, I want to see you in heaven with me, and I truly believe this. And so, I, like, I want you to know this. I want you to know the joy that I have. I want you to know the the peace that I have, and I want you to know um, Jesus. And so um, it really should come out of a place of love. And I, I, you know, I have atheist friends who completely understand that. And so even though they don't believe it, they understand that. Like if I didn't share with them, I've had my atheist friends say, you know, if you weren't sharing this with me, I'd think you didn't care for me. Mm, you know, I, right. I think you didn't love me um, because if you truly believe this, you would be sharing it with me. Yeah. 
And I, I agree with that. I, I think that um, under those circumstances, obviously, uh, we, we might disagree on um, what the word is that you were trying to tell me, but, um, you know, the fact that it's being told in the first place is, is, should be taken in a heartwarming context considering the consequence. Um, yeah. So that is always something I've tried to stress to other people um, that are members of the, that community. And it, it, it's, sometimes it goes well, sometimes it doesn't. Um, and that, that, that bothers me sometimes because I don't understand um, how you could see that in any other different uh, context other than, you know, well, when you have someone yelling from, you, mm-hmm. you know, when you have a, a, you know, Christian who's yelling out on the news, you know, all believers are going to hell. Well, that'll turn people away instantly. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. All that does is hurt. And so it's, it's kind of for the fault of a lot of people who have just been hateful. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, misrepresented Jesus. And I, I have personal experience, um, with that from my family. Um, you know, when they were obviously my dad, um, who I don't even believe is aware of it actually, as of now was definitely very condescending towards that community. Um, back when I was more closeted about everything. And then, uh, you know, during therapy, I actually have a Christian therapist, um, that I go to, to talk, um, about different things. And his is solely, he, he deals with it very professionally. Um, and this is someone with like a master's degree in psychology and has been a pastor serving uh, at a church for, you know, multiple decades. So this is somebody very grounded in Christianity. Um, actually, uh, John Rossetti, a pastor at Faith Community, the church that, you know, we're both from, uh, recommended him. So um, his name is Dr. Woods. I don't know if you're, he's at Calvary. Do you know where that is? I do know Calvary. Yeah. So that that's where he's from. <laughs> oh, um, that's sweet. Yeah. So. Um, what did he, what was I going with that tangent? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, he deals with it solely as a psychological issue and breaks it down in terms of, um, you know, how my brain is responding to different forms of trauma and doesn't even tackle it necessarily as, I mean, obviously he states his view on, um, but the first thing that he deals with is, is the therapy part of therapy, uh, which I really like. It's given me a very good, um, a very warm perspective towards uh, Christians and what the appropriate response uh, to homosexuality should be. And likewise, it's taken all, you know, anger I might've had towards Christians for not accepting it out of me because I've seen how the proper way to do that is. So, and I wish other people had that experience. So, yeah, that's, yeah. Hmm. And I, you know, I've had, um, in the past, I've had friends who, uh, you know, were homosexual and, um, Mm-hmm. We're, we're completely understanding that I could be friends with them, but I love them and, and disagree with, with their lifestyle, but I can still be friends with them and share Jesus with them. And that's okay. Um, yeah, you know, I've, I've had friends who are still friends of mine who, um, you know, they say, Hey, I, I get where you're coming from, but I disagree with you. And, you know, I just don't believe that. And so I'm going to keep living this way. Well, mm-hmm. You know, like I'm not, I'm not able to force them to, to to believe one way. I really hope and I pray that that they would come to to know Jesus. But that's you know, apart from sharing Christ with others and praying for them and, and urging them, there's not much more I can do. Um, and it it shouldn't be something that divides us. Like, well, I can't be around you at all. Well, that's not necessarily true either. Um, yeah. so yeah, there's there's ways that that people just handle it incorrectly. Um. But it's also uh, we're in a culture where disagreeing means hate. 
in their minds. Um, right. You know, the culture now is if you disagree with me, then you are hating me where everyone can have their own truth, but everyone has to say that everyone else's truth is also true. Well, yeah. that makes it not true. It defeats the purpose of truth. Yeah, um, you're right. And that's, that's why I'm glad we have this conversation because we can show just how wrong that is. You know, I mean, we, we talk, yeah, yeah. we talk, I mean, you know, pretty I, irregularly, but we still talk, uh, you know, at least on a weekly basis outside of uh, this conversation. And, you yeah, know, and, and we, we go out and we hang out and we, we, yep catch up and we see how each other's lives are going. I get to hear about your music ventures and, um, Mm -hmm. you know, we're friends and that's cool. That that should be the case. Yeah. We are going to go into our break when we come back from the break. Um, what, what is it? Oh, it's our eight track studios ad. I think. Yes, it is. Awesome. Okay. Featuring me. Oh, are you going to be featuring in this one? Are you probably, I'll probably be in the background tied up with some stuff. Okay. Don't say that. (laughs) Um, when we come back, we are going to go into our kind of a final little ending segment. Um, all right. We'll see you guys after the break. I am being hunted down by Josh Desiderio because I haven't been online for the past eight hours. This podcast is brought to you by A-Track Studios. Over at A-Track, we handle music, YouTube, podcast, and more. Our crack teams of editors, like myself, audio engineers, beat makers, and producers. Here at a we don't waste your time with bad mixes, broken equipment, lunch breaks. To find out more about a follow us at a underscore track studios on Insta or email us at a-trackteam at gmail.com. All right. Thank you guys so much um, for listening. We are at the end of our podcast. Greg, thank you so much for joining, for coming on and talking with me. Vince, thank you for co-hosting under such short notice. Josh, thanks for appearing and just being in the background. Of course. (laughs) It's what I do best. Yeah. (laughs) Being a background character to this (laughs) anime. I also edits everything. Yeah. Okay. You don't edit the podcast, though. That's true. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, how well, did the cooking Josh, segment go? Technically, uh, I'm like the backup editor now. That's true. That's true. I really want to talk about Craig. A <laughs> <laughs> recording bot. Craig is our recording bot that records everything, and he does the most work. Um, yeah. Th- thank you to Craig. Craig is behind the scenes. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, guys, Sunday, 10 p.m., Wednesday, 10 p.m. are our podcast upload times. We also upload... Shokugeki, Wednesday at 10 p.m. Um, Deep Through 2.5, Sunday at 10 p.m. as well. We stream on Twitch, Tuesdays, Thursdays, possibly Thursdays, also Saturdays, 7 p.m. Guys, thank you so much for listening, turning the notifications on, subscribing, doing whatever you have to do, following, all of that. And uh, yeah, this has been Not That Deep. Recalibrating. Three, two, one. Ladies and gentlemen. Not that deep. Brought to you by Pink Track.